Welcome to the Hanford Dixon Show. I'm Gabriella Cruz, and we are here with the top dog. <laughs> Celebrating yet another victory Monday. Okay, go ahead. I know it's your favorite question. <laughs> what were you up to yesterday? Boy, I tell you what, I, you're right. I am so happy right now, happy today. I mean, anytime we can get a win, and, and uh, Gab, I know you already know this, but with Pittsburgh losing, obviously, uh, I think it was Thursday night, right? Uh-huh. They played Thursday night game with uh, Pittsburgh losing. That bumped us up two spots. So, And uh, for us to go out and play a team with their quarterback, talking about Trevor Lawrence, who I was hoping that he did not play because I didn't want to see him. When you looked at what happened to his ankle mm-hmm. uh, in that game last week, it was just crazy. I, I didn't think he was going to play. But uh, he played, and we still, we still did what we did to this football team. So I'm very, very excited and happy today. And we're gonna we're gonna jump into all this and break this down a little bit later. But uh (laughs) yesterday, uh what what were you gonna ask me? I was just gonna say (laughs) how many Christmas sales did you have yesterday? Well I know your birthday's creeping up. Well it it was it was really exciting yesterday. I did drink a few uh at the game. (laughs) You know, I, I jumped in my Uber and uh, I was at the stadium. I had to. I have to be like really early. It's mm-hmm. crazy. I was there. I, I get there probably about before nine o'clock. No kidding. Because I have all this stuff to do, um, work, shows, and uh, and then afterwards, you know. Did you I, still get your elliptical? No, you're off on Sunday. I'm, I'm off on Sunday. Yeah. I don't do it on Sundays. But um, I, and then what I did was I went to. I have. I visit a few suites, and and then I can go down and I can relax a little bit and try to watch the game. Mm-hmm. But uh, did you see what happened to me yesterday? Yes, I did. If you didn't check out Hanford's Instagram, uh, check out the video. They surprised you with a little early birthday cake. They did. And uh, did you tell them where they can catch that on my Instagram? You tell them my... Oh, uh, oh sorry. Uh, I'm the <laughs> mouthpiece for you now. Hanford <laughs> Dixon Official. That's his Instagram handle, at Hanford Dixon Official. On the gram. But uh, I'm sorry to give you a hard time. But on a serious note, that was pretty cool what they did. Yeah. Uh, they shocked me because uh, obviously my birthday is uh, coming up. And, you know, it just it seemed like a lot more people than it really was. It was probably about 10, 12, uh, 15 people. And they came up and they had this cake for me. And they were all singing uh, happy birthday. And everybody mm-hmm. gathered around. And, and it was a really, really big deal. And I was wondering. I was talking to them. I said, hey, my birthday is not... Uh, Today, I said, my birthday is Christmas Day. And they said, yeah, we know. We just wanted to get it out of the way. And I didn't even know. But I, I should have known something was going on because they kept asking me all these crazy questions like, uh, how long am I going to be here? Don't leave yet. Uh, uh, stick around a little oh, bit. Okay. And I should have known something was coming up or they were doing, they had something planned. But it was really uh, really uh, uh, exciting yesterday. And plus, I like to go to the game because you get a chance to see all your boys yeah. at the game. And, and we all just uh, go and kick it for a little bit. Like I said, I had a few uh, uh, Christmas L's. <laughs> and it was that Christmas L, boy, I tell you, it is something else. You have to really uh, be careful with those things. They Christmas will, Ale for they, a Christmas They baby. will take you out. And uh, what were you drinking yesterday? Um, I was drinking... Uh, well, you know, I'm trying to plug our sponsors here. Okay, so, well, you, uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm going yeah. To say you, I was but you had a you, you you had a drink though. That's all that matters. I, I did. I was in. I got club seats uh, tickets. This is the second time this season I've got spontaneous tickets, like an hour before the game. Went and then we won. We won when I went and we beat the 49ers at home. And then this spectacular one. It was really cool. I got to bring my dad. He's oh, that was nice. Yeah, he went a little like. Um, 
viral on uh, he went semi viral on Twitter and then he kind of <laughs> blew up on Instagram because he's just kind of a trip. Like I post these videos. He's if you can't go to an NFL game yeah. with my dad, you're missing out because right. he's just there. He's got the dance moves and he's got the in-game commentary that just cracks you up. And then finally, at the very end, I had my sister take a picture of us and he just goes. He was so revved up. He's like, I'm pulling my shirt up because I was actually wearing a crop top. And then all of a sudden we were both channeling our Zeke Elliott moment. And he's just like dad bod out here and just the Internet ate it up. And honestly, it was so spontaneous and hilarious. I was in full support of this. And um, yeah, he just had a ball. So basically my whole family, it was like my but minus my mom, but my dad and my sister and her boyfriend were there. So we had a great time. We were in, uh, we were opposite of you in the stadium. I thought you were going to tell me that you, uh, your dad did a David Njoku move because, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, Njoku, he, oh, I don't care how cold it is. It's been a is. minute since we talked about his abs. I don't care how cold it is. He's coming out with no shirt on. I mean, he yes. is just, I'm like, man, come on. You, you you're going to be sick as a dog out there. Well, he is a dog. So, he is a dog. And, and, and he had a great game. So he that's did. another one that Six we will. Uh, for our guys. We'll get into it. We will get into that. So yeah. we're going to have a couple guests on, aren't we? We are going to have some guests on. Before we take our first break, shall we do our handshake? See if we can. Yeah, we got to we, we, we we we, we, we get that going. Come into my shot a little bit. There you go. Uh, Two, three, four. Uh, hit the rock. Uh, Don't forget the elbow. Uh, up top. Uh, okay. <laughs> Thanks so much for watching the Hamper Dixon Show. <laughs> You notice I have to concentrate on that on that little shake. You I don't really want to mess do. up. I'm like, is he gonna count to four yeah, this time? Yeah, because if I mess up, you would really give me a hard time. <laughs> Thanks for watching. We're gonna bring in a very special guest right after this break. Welcome back to the Hanford Dixon Show. I'm Gabriella Cruz. Hanford and I just chatting it up about what we were up to over the weekend for the Browns' big win against the Jaguars at home. And now we bring back a guest we have had on before. You're familiar with him. You're familiar with his sunglasses game. Former Browns linebacker, seven-year NFL vet out of Notre Dame where he was an All-American. And uh, he's got his claim to fame, a proud uh, football that he's got with him that he will show us, I'm sure, uh, after recovering an onside kick, Browns versus Oilers, 1993. How about that for an intro? Please welcome Yay. Frank Stams. Hey, Frank, tell us about that football, man. Let me see yeah, it. Where is it? it tell hand. us about it. Tell us about it. <laughs> listen, I, 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 listen, there is no gamesmanship with me. Just <laughs> hard, cold reality. This is uh, an onside kick recovery I had in 1993. We were at the Oilers, and, uh, you know, the game, I, you know, it was a close game there at the end. And, uh, uh, you know, they certainly, you know, with time running out, it was a one-possession game. They were down, and Belichick decided to go with a surprise onside kick. We've got the lead, and I'm playing, you know, the five, which is right there next to the uh, place kicker. And, uh, you know, this was no ordinary, this was no onside kick where you kick it to the, you know, the, towards the out of bounds and it bounces off some guy or you get a sweet hop or anything like that, the, you know, uh, ricochets off. This is an onside kick that, you know, I beat the opponent too. Is it just crossed <laughs> the 10 yard line uh, or the, what had to be a minimum of 10 yards. And I covered this, and I'll tell you, man, I, I took so many shots to the back of the head. It was unbelievable. They just kept coming. I think they, I thought they damn near broke my neck. And um, I remember Clay Matthews was so excited that I came out of the, the, the scrum 
with the football. I mean, that was the most excited and most congratulatory he's ever been towards me. And, uh, you know, came on the field and, uh, you know, then Belichick uh, the next day in Cleveland uh, recognized that. And I thought that was that was pretty cool. Not many people recover, especially lately with the new rules. <laughs> not ma- there are not many of us in the NFL uh, that can say they covered a, a recovered onside kick. Well, I'm going to ask you this. I mean. Each of us, and maybe this is yours, but we all have a memorable moment, one, throughout our career that we think about and we we like to talk about. Is that yours or do you, is there another one? No, that's just one I wanted to bring out for the, the show today. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for having me on. Here's another one right here, brother. This is me. <laughs> This is this this is me sacking Jim McMahon. I don't know if you can see move that. Move it over just a little bit. Move it over just a little bit. There you go. Yeah. There you go. There well, you go. Let me tell you something. That that today would get me ejected in like a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar fine. <laughs> I came on a blitz. It was an ex blitz. Be- uh, Pepper and I are uh, Johnson are playing middle backers, and they called an ex. You know, I go first in the opposite A, he comes around me in, in the opposite A to him, a gap. And uh, <laughs> I, I love the fact that I went first. And of course, you see, that was Jim McMahon playing for the Cardinals in those throwback uniforms. And I'll tell you, I see Jim every once in a while and I keep wanting him to sign it, but he refuses to. So uh, that's a that's a proud that's a proud moment of mine right there as well. Frank, one of the stories that you haven't gotten a chance to tell us on air, but we did chat a little bit off air last time you came in studio was you have a pretty funny story uh, with Marty Schottenheimer, uh, like going to play for him and the sit down that you had with him. Can you tell us that story? Well, I don't have as uh, thank you for bringing up that. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't have nearly as many as as top dogs. Right. Does, but I do have right. I do have one memorable to me. But it was when he was at Kansas City, and I'm looking for a team, I'm looking for a job to play for. I, uh, I'm looking for a job, a team to play for. And my uh, my agent Ralph Sindrich was good. Fr- he's a Pittsburgh guy. He was good friends with the player personnel guy out there at Kansas City. His name escapes me right now. But I, they got me, they got me an interview or a tryout. So I went out there and tried out. They put me through my paces. They said, "Okay, you know, we like what you can do. We're going to sign you." I said, "Great." Can somebody take me back to the hotel? They said, "Oh no." Well, Coach Schottenheimer meets with all the players before he uh, they, they 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 sign him to a contract. I said, "Okay, great." So we went up to the second level of Arrowhead Stadium, and that's where his office was. <laughs> and it was, it, you know, I I, I, <laughs> I go up there with a player personnel guy. <laughs> and he opens the door to the suite, and I look inside. It's pitch dark. All you could see was the sun splashed, uh, you know, outside of Arrowhead Stadium. And but I could see the guy. I could see Coach Schottenheimer's silhouette, and opposite him was an empty chair. I could see its silhouette. <laughs> Obviously, that was meant for me. Uh, so I, I looked at the guy. He wasn't going in, I, and I realized I'm going in by myself. So I go in by myself. And sit down. So it started out, it started out kind of, you know, hey, you know, we're, we're bringing you on board. You know, this is what we want to accomplish. But it soon turned into, you know, Marty kept getting closer and closer <laughs> and closer to me. And next thing you know, he's inches from my nose and he's he's in this 
uh, emotional state. He's he's half crying. He's spitting in my face. He's basically telling me he's on a mission of God, mission from God to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> and I thought to myself, what the hell have I signed up for here? <laughs> but we, you know, it it ended shortly after that, and uh, I decided to. Stay. I was with Kansas City for about six weeks before I returned to the Browns that last year I played in 95, but that was awfully memorable, that short time I had with Coach Schottenheimer. I really loved his passion uh, playing the, uh, for playing the, and coaching the football game. I love those st any story about him, all your guys' stories about him. Well, I can't let Frank talk about my coach, you know. You know, Shotzi, <laughs> baby, I call him. I, I, but Shotzi, I tell you what, he was, he, was a strange, he was a strange coach, and he was different. Frank, let's talk about this game for a minute, big dog. What do you think? Were you were you surprised or did you? Did you no, I had the uh, I had the I had the Browns. I liked them. I I, I you know I liked them. Um, uh, you know, initially I didn't like them, but then when I saw uh, Trevor Lawrence was hurt, uh, and I too was surprised that he was he he was going to play, uh, but I still liked the Browns going into the game. Um, uh, you know, I, their defense plays really well at home, and we saw the the stats that bear that out. I mean, they're just flipping outstanding uh, at home, and they they shut down. I mean, they controlled the line of scrimmage. The Jags had no, in my opinion, had no run game whatsoever. Uh, they pressured Trevor Lawrence, defensive backs. I thought for you know what they needed, you know for for the the adversity that they 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 experienced yesterday. I thought they played really well. Uh, defensively, they got some bad breaks with the offense turning the ball over, giving them a short field. But I thought the defense played outstanding. And Flacco, I mean, what more can you say yeah. about him? I mean, yeah. my God, I mean, he he had better numbers at halftime than Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And he he just you know he he just managing the game. I really you know I, 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 what a great you know what 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 a great uh, story that is. You know, thinking that he's going to get with a team and staying in shape and, and, and being ready for the call. And he got the call. And I'll tell you, it's perfect. Uh, I think it's a great fit for the Browns. And he, uh, he's, the, he's the type of quarterback that you want to fill in there and, and really make a run at the playoffs. You know what? I agree with you because there's no way we can go back to one of those other quarterbacks. I mean, you look at this football team. Can you guys believe we've, we've had four different starters at uh, quarterback on this football team. I mean, that is absolutely insane. But I guess that tells you about all the injuries and everything that could happen. Frank, I, I, I want to ask you about this guy, uh, JOK. I mean, obviously, uh, undersized guy, uh, what I, I would say he's probably 220, 225, 230 wet. I mean, he just, uh, but he just make plays. I mean, he's all over the field. Very, you could tell he's a very, very uh, intelligent player. What do you think of his play and all the plays that he's making? Well, you know, I'm reminded uh, on occasion of the, the great uh, dodgeball coach and, and legend, uh, Patches O'Houlihan. Uh, <laughs> I didn't have a dodgeball reference on my bingo card today, but I was, I'm prepared. Now you do. Yes. Patches, Patches would always say, uh, trust your instincts and rely on your training. And uh, JOK, all those backers, those guys, especially JOK, I mean, you talk about great instincts. You know, you don't want to ever guess, and you know this as a defensive player, and it's all about reaction. You don't ever want to guess, but you, you want to anticipate. 
And, you know, and you couple that with the, the proper preparation, watching film and seeing what their tendencies are, knowing where, you know, what, what their favorite runs are, you know, what they're going to do in certain formations. The guy is putting it all, those yeah. backers, they're putting it all together. And, you know, they've got great instincts, great reaction. Uh, what backers do today now differently, you know, back in the day, you know, a lot of times, we, you know, we'd, we'd be a little tougher on, on, on linemen, you know, go up, we'd go up and contact and then get to the ball. Now it's, you know, you want to avoid everything and get to the ball. And I like that. That's, that's, I mean, that's the number one job of a defense is who gets to the ball fastest. And those guys are getting to the ball fast. And, um, you know, they did a great job of containing uh, Trevor Lawrence yesterday. Uh, and, you know, they do a, con- a, a great job of, uh, you know, that, that second line of defense uh, with with the, the defensive line. Uh, you know, uh, they're not the biggest guys. So, that, you know, they're not the toughest guys against the run. Uh, but, you know, they get to the ball and, and they make their presence known. And I could tell you this, uh, Gab, Frank hit it right on the head. You could tell this team, you have to give Jim Shorts a lot of credit, I mean, the defensive coordinator, because um, you could tell those guys watch a lot of film, and he, he hit it right on the head talking about the uh, tendencies that, that they already know what's going to happen or what's coming at them or what play, regardless of what formation. Because what offenses try to do, and Frank, you know this, they try to disguise what they're going to do. They're going to do the same thing, but what they'll do is they'll try to do it from a different formation to uh, try to fool you or think they're fooling you, but you could just tell watching these guys and some of the plays they're making. They know what the play is going to be pretty much before the uh, play starts. But what I can't figure out, Frank, is they do all this at home. I mean, they're just outstanding defensively at home, and when they go on the road, they just, like, lose it or something. I mean, yeah. what number I, one? I wonder what's going. Yeah, I wonder what's going on on the road. <laughs> security is Cleveland Browns security doing their job. I know I had a we had a security guy, Jim Davidson, that always screened all my calls and wouldn't let all my, wouldn't let my friends get through to me. Yeah, and you uh, had to, you yeah, clean that up. So, you clean right, that up I, real good, said, didn't you? Damn, I, <laughs> I thought, I, I, thought, I, I caught I that. People you know? were mad at me. I thought people were mad at me. He's intercepting all the calls going to my room. Maybe these guys are, you know, they don't have, they're lacking security on the road. They're breaking curfew. They're doing all kinds of things maybe they shouldn't be doing. So, uh, but yeah, no, it is, it is crazy how well they play at home. And, and that's great. Uh, we just got to find a way to uh, host the, the first playoff game, but here to your point on Schwartz, and I'm glad you brought up Schwartz. And here's another thing, and you know this, Top Dog. You, you, I think you played, you know, with a team when it when the team is, you know, has got a lot of confidence. They're winning, you know, you know they express some maturity. A coach, a good coach, all good coaches will 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 let their players play because players, football player, I don't care, you know, basketball players, tennis players. They're, you're your own best coach. You need you need a coach that brings that that en- enhances that that en- uh, reinforces that that encourages you to make all the great decisions that you're capable of making. You you don't want to be a player and all great you know a lot of great quarterbacks have this. Yeah, you, know, you don't want to be a player looking to your coach to see how to play football. I mean, this is the, you know, it's the, maybe, maybe in high school and college, but the professionals, uh, the NFL, you've got it. 
And now you've got to put your stamp on of it, stamp on it. And I think this is what Schwartz is. He's taken off some of the, what'd you say, reins and saying, you guys just go out and play football. Don't worry about mistakes. We'll correct the mistakes, but just go out and play football. And I tell you, when the weight of the when the when that weight of the world is lift off, lifted off your shoulders, not worrying about making mistakes, I mean you're you you got a whole nother attitude uh, playing playing the game. Frank, thanks so much for being with us. We've got to take a short break, but we'll be back. Stick with us. Thanks for watching the Hanford Dixon Show. We'll be back right after this. For Dixon Show, we are joined by Frank Stams. We'll bring him back virtually. Thank you for joining us. We actually, uh, I wanted to talk about the officiating because we have multiple players who kicked off the week um, or the end of the week with some comments about the officials that will definitely get them fined our miles garrett included <laughs> but i know frank had some words about as he says crybaby mahomes um that bill's <laughs> chiefs game very interesting especially yeah. because we've talked about mahomes being someone who him, him and his team have benefited greatly i would say like <laughs> over 90 percent of the time from officiating but he was very uh irate this weekend so what were your thoughts on that frank <laughs> well, no, what I'm thinking is, is Gerber ought to call uh, Mahomes <laughs> and they can get like a baby formula commercial for him because, you know, you definitely want to put that in his bag of commercials because I couldn't believe it. Like you said, a guy that benefits be at a position and, and really, you know, he himself benefits greatly from the officials calls and the officials protection. And man, I'll tell you. You know, he's got the nerve to complain about just a black and white violation being offsides. He's got the nerve to say the officials need to keep their flags in their pocket. It just it just freaking blows me away. Well, you know what's crazy? Now, you guys, see, you guys missing the whole thing. Okay. What Mahomes is really upset about, you remember when they played last week? I mean, they lost the game because it was definitely – Pass interference on the wide receiver, and they didn't call it. The guy kept his flag in his pocket, and as a result of that, they lost the game. So I think he's, he, 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 you know, obviously he went back to last week, and it all just, I mean, he just went off. Frank, did you see his wife got in yeah. on the act? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So his wife is tweeting out that the most valuable player of the game for the Bills was the ref referee. Man, I'll tell you, you know, they really need, you know, I was around a coach one time and he said, never miss the perfect opportunity to keep your mouth shut. And that, you know, that's what they all need to practice out there because, you know, I, you know, may, they may miss that call last week uh, with Mahomes, the PI, the pass interference, but I'll tell you what, the, the, the flags, won them the Super Bowl last year against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. So, I mean, you know, he just needs to take it, you know, he just needs to take it in stride. You know, I, I'm sure it's frustrating to lose, especially when you, you the way they, they were going to win that game with that lateral from Kelsey was just incredible. Hey. Uh, and, and that probably hurts a little bit. But, you know, just take it in stride. It all comes out in the wash. Hey, Gab, one thing we know, I mean, it's a no-no to come out publicly and – and talk about the officials. I mean, they let us know that, that they don't want any part of it, and if we do it, we're going to be fine, and it's going to be a lot of guys. Miles Garrett, we talked about him. He's going to be fine. I don't uh, think he's going to get fined as, as highly as, as some other people because his words weren't as 
egregious. Well, I, I, I think they are all but start right. at about 25K. I think that's where it's going to start. Some of them, maybe more. Mahomes, who knows what they're going to do with him because he just went on and rent and raving. I mean, just really talking about the officials. And they just, it's a no-no. They just don't put up with it. They're not going to stand for it. And regardless of whether no, the official was right or wrong, you can't do it. I mean, they because they want to protect the game, the integrity yeah. of the game, and that's yeah. where. And they don't want Absolutely. anyone to hey, say anything so bad about it. For you let, guys, let me, yeah. Let Go me ahead, add Frank. this: the NFL has an officiating problem because, you know, the guys. It seems like guys are just, you know, really kind of. I mean, they're pushing the envelope when it comes to, you know. A lot of, uh, you know, penalties or infractions and the NFL doesn't know what to do about it. I mean, I'm watching that Bills KC game. There must have been of nine plays I watched. Seven of them were flagged. I mean, they just can't. They got to find a solution to that. And, you know, it's partly on the players. But, you know, I think some of it's on the officials as well. Well, I agree. And, and, and what they want to do is obviously they still want to speed the game up. But I don't care about the game being delayed if you're going to have to look at these calls as long as you get them right. That's all I care about. Just get them right. You know, you can't have, uh, you, you know, and again, I'm going to go back to last week, that pass interference call. If it's pass, And I'm a DB. I mean, if it's pass interference, you have to call it. But if it isn't, you know, I like to see them not make call it pass interference if it's not pass interference. But, you know, we'll – We'll see. I want to I want to stick there with DBs, okay? okay? Because I know that you want to talk about your boy Martin Emerson. Uh, he had a great game. Our our guy Greg Newsom, who I know you've at times been critical of, also a great game. Let's see, Emerson two interceptions, three knockdown passes for Newsom. It was five tackles. He broke up four passes, one interception for him. Defense altogether had four takeaways, four sacks, and ten pass defense. So. What were your takeaways from all of that? You know, because I give us your your energy on this one, because you have as a DB, you've been critical before. Frank, you know, I'm laughing. You know, I'm laughing at Gab because uh, <laughs> that word pass defense. It was giving me a hard time. You know, it was giving a hard time. I told him, just say pass breakup, you know, it, be done with the it. Reason you know, it same thing. The, the reason it bothers me is it's a lot like in baseball. Right, like right. For the longest, they yeah. were like, technically, you just say RBI. Yeah. And that's it. But we always say so RBIs. RBIs. Yeah. So it's one of those weird ones where it's like, would it be 10 passes defense? I'm get, I get caught up, you know, It's but I get 10 pass defense. Or we could just say. And broken up passes. Yeah. <laughs> Frank, uh, I, I'm glad she went there about those DBs because I was a little disappointed, and I'll tell you why, because um, our number one guy, talking about uh, Denzel Ward, missed his third consecutive game, and uh, it was for his shoulder. And I understand, you know, if you hurt, you hurt. You can't play, but, uh, boy, I tell you what, this is, what, this is, what, four games, I think, already he's um, missed this season. So, and, 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 Emerson, man, this kid is something else. I mean, this kid out of Mississippi State who we uh, brought in here and we drafted, I mean, it's just been a true warrior. Uh, he goes out there yesterday and he's fighting. I mean, he's battling. And, and I'm watching his technique and I'm just saying, wow, this kid is really getting uh, getting better. Comes up with uh, two big interceptions. Uh, I think he had, like you said, he broke up four passes. Uh, you know, there were several tackles that he was in on. I, I thought he had his best game. I thought he had an outstanding game. And I think right now this year, I think he's up to uh, like four interceptions, INTs, that he's got going right now on this football team. 
Greg Newsom got to give him a lot of credit. I mean, I thought he played well. I thought he bounced back, and I, you know, I think he had one interception, and uh, uh, he was uh, he was out there battling, and he brought in the kid Cameron Mitchell, who we drafted uh, this year, and uh, he played extremely well. Got to give Grant Deffitt. Whatever his name is. Now you're struggling. Yeah, Delphi. I'm struggling. You got Delphi. me struggling now. But we got to give him a lot of credit. I mean, he this kid. I mean, he played a good game, but he should have played well because uh, he just got a break, a three year <laughs> extension for about thirty six million dollars. So he got his bank. So he he played well. There but, was a little spice in that yeah, little dance yeah. he had out there when he. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you you could you 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 could tell. But Frank, I think secondary. I mean, and, and you know it all comes together. I mean, uh, the defensive line, the linebackers, and the secondary, you all have to play as one. But I thought I thought they were out there battling, and it played well. No, I, I agree. I, I think they got great chemistry on defense uh, uh, from the front line to the, to the safeties. You know, I like the way those guys play. They're aggressive. They play with an attitude. Uh, you know, they, they play with an attitude that they're not going to lose. I, 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 you know, I love it. I think they are better uh, with Denzel uh, Ward in, in the game. I know he's He's had some injury problems, but you know, Hanford, you know this better than me. You know, it's, it, it's you know, you got to take care of yourself. You can only play this game for so long, and you know, you don't want to go out there and jeopardize, you know, uh, what could be a long and, and fruitful career, uh, because you know you, you're trying to play through some some injury, and um, so. You know, but I thought, you know, I thought the guys that came in and 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 filled the filled in the blanks yesterday. I mean, like you said, Newsom. I think Newsom, you know, is emerging as a leader on that defense, especially in the secondary. I love the way he plays the game with a lot of emotion. He makes plays. Yeah. You know, the bottom line is in defense, they're making plays, and and the Browns yesterday beat a good team. That Jacksonville Jaguar team is a good team. It's well coached, uh, and the Browns beat them, and that is a great sign. Uh, for the Browns going forward because, you know, they, you want to catch fire in December. And, uh, you know, I see the Browns doing that. Well, you know what, too, I, and, and you talk about a good football team, uh, Gab. Uh, they are a good football team because they're in that AFC South, atop of the division, and they have two teams. They have two teams that are breathing down their neck, talking about uh, the Colts and also Houston, uh, both of them, I think, are seven and five, and they were breathing down uh, Jacksonville's neck. So that was a big, big game for our Jacksonville. They needed that game. They needed to win that football game, and uh, we just put it on their butt. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm all, all excited, all excited. about that. <laughs> Frank, thanks so much for giving us your time. It's always great to hear from you. We'll definitely have you back on. We've got to take another uh, break, but um, yeah, such a pleasure. He, he he's gonna thanks, say Dad. something. I, I, that's all you gotta say. What? Thanks, Hanford. Thanks, Gab. Come Appreciate on, big dog. Big dog. No, you know, what? which. <laughs> Him and his sunglasses. I love those glasses. Frank, put your hood on, baby. Let it's me see you with your hood on. Uh, next time. Okay. Next time. He's going to okay. save it for the next okay. one. Frank, thank you right. so much. We'll be back after You're this. Welcome. welcome back to the Hanford Dixon Show. I'm Gabriella Cruz alongside the top dog. I guess you don't need a bark right now. Well, I was, I you know, I was getting ready to, but oh, I, okay. you know, but that's You okay. looked at me yeah. like, I don't know about that. I'm going to save that for the end of the show. <laughs> that's fine. This, this girl is, <laughs> this girl is crazy. <laughs> Listen to this. I, before you jump into our next guest, I have to tell you this. So yes. Please, I forgot go. to tell you, and mm-hmm. I was going to tell you in our opening, but um, I was walking through the stadium yesterday and someone stopped me and they said, uh, and they start talking about you. 
<laughs> and uh, then they said, man, you just don't know. That girl could sing. I said, she could sing? I said, wait. He's, he said, listen to me. She can sing. So I had to tell you that. Someone stopped me. They wanted to talk about your singing. What and did I, I of say? course, Of course, I told him. Uh, you uh, told that, him I can't sing. That's right. Beans. <laughs> You're exactly I, right. I know how you You know are. what I said. You right? me. <laughs> Thank, thanks for roasting me because you know I get awkward about compliments right. on air, but I am I am super psyched. And uh, I, did I tell you I'm, I'm back in the studio? I'll be recording uh, December 20th through the 22nd. So I got some stuff cooking. Good I'm, for I'm you. Gonna, I'm going to release a acapella Amazing Grace on, on my Instagram Good here shortly, too, Good for, you. for the holiday season. But enough about me. We've got our guest, JT of Montrose Auto Group, joining us. As always, for our fan reaction. Yay, JT, Glad to my be man, back in here, guys. my man. We love having you. And I saw him at the game. Yep. I wasn't trying to big league you. I was hustling <laughs> to the bathroom and trying to get a coffee. I know those two oh, uh, don't make sense to each other, but JT, um, I was she hustling does up the, the steps. same thing to uh -huh. me too. I, you know, you see, I see her at the game. I, I know. I, know. Stop, I try to stop and talk to her. And she's she acting like she doesn't she know who the yesterday. hell I am. You know, Absolutely. she just keep going. No, you know. I was like, there's our guy. Why would you do that to JT? I've been seeing him all over the place too. He's he's a man of the people. I you gotta try say, to be. you should be ashamed of be. yourself. Oh, you stop JT. it, Hanford. So, uh, so Hanford, I gotta ask. Okay. With your connections at the Browns. Okay. Why don't we get her sing the national anthem? You I know? have to get ready. JT, I have, I have you, to get over my nerves for that one. You want everyone to enjoy the game, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you want everyone to enjoy oh, the game. Yeah, that Trust was me. that was a low blow. Trust me, <laughs> if she sings the national anthem, boy, that's a bad sign already. You know? <laughs> no, you I'm kidding. Know, I'm kidding. She really, know. she really can't sing. Uh, I'm just I, kidding. I, you I know believe that. that she could sing. Absolutely, yeah. she's pretty it, good. Yesterday, it started off. The gal that did sing the national anthem, I was at the game. She did a great job, uh -huh. and the rest of the game did not disappoint. There we go. So our boy Flacco, which is hard for me to say, but was impressive. <laughs> it is hard for you to say? It, it, well, he was with the enemy for how long? Yeah, I do yeah. You know, and, and <laughs> just dominated us, and, and it's nice to see, you know, it—, it We've got somebody that resembles a Tom Brady. Yeah, is what it, it feels like. I love it, his veteran presence. Yep. I don't know about you. You were just bringing this up though prior to the show. The fact that yeah. Flacco was the first Browns quarterback. Yeah. Since 1980, Brian Sipe. Yep. To do what? To have three touchdown passes in one game of over 30 yards. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Think yeah. He, about he that. threw for over 300 yards. I mean. Yeah. People, the even the betting lines had him at. What is he going to throw over two hundred or what? Yeah, I think it might have been two twenty was the yeah. over under on on his uh, pass yardage attempts. But uh, it, it was impressive to watch yesterday. Sitting there, every pass. I mean, there was a handful of them. Yeah, yeah. But he just he seems so poised, so confident, and he throws a very very catchable ball. Mm -hmm. and, and Hanford, you know, there, you've been around the league playing, and and even post uh, after your career was over. There's something to be said about quarterbacks that throw catchable balls versus, you know, a BB, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, what's kind of your and, take and, on that? And, and, and you, this is what I like about him, guys. I mean, when you see Flacco, now when he releases that ball, you could tell he's getting a lot more really comfortable with this offense and yeah. with his teammates and with the wide receivers because – uh, obviously, Moore is a guy that he's played with. Elijah Moore, he played with him before. Yep. But now you could see Cooper, and then you could see this kid, Bale, I mean, who had the big play. I mean, a 
big, big play. I think I think that was one of the biggest plays in the game. All of them are big plays <laughs> when you what score. Was that, fourth mm-hmm. and three. Yeah, it was on fourth down. I mean, yeah. to have the guts to go back and just drop and sling that thing on fourth down like this, and <laughs> for that big play. But what you see, Flacco now he's starting to release the football before the receivers yeah. even come out of their break. With the anticipation. With the anticipation. I, I mean, even, even that one pick yeah. that he threw, yeah. which the defender totally knocked. Who was that? Uh, Tillman that got knocked on his butt? Yeah, and that's what happened. I mean, you and I and you, Gab, we all understand that that particular play really wasn't Flacco's fault no. because he was throwing the ball where the receiver was supposed to be right. and you're right the receiver got picked yeah. and he couldn't he couldn't get yeah. there so yeah. the defensive back was just right there to take over that play yep. but Flacco there is no way no way that we can go back right now no to DTR no and obviously we don't have to go to PJ because we got rid of him yeah no he's I mean gone. but <laughs> there's no way that we can go back to DTR. This this kid, this guy, man, well, he's not a kid, but you know what I mean. He's a man. He's 38 years old, yeah. and he brings a certain level of confidence to the team. There, You, you can just tell that there's poise w- with all 52 guys on that roster right now. JT, we're running out of time here. Give yep. us the quick plug for Montrose Auto Group, of course, before we send you out of here. Well, we're in the month of December which year-end, right around the corner. It's hard to believe 23 is almost over. Wow. Um, man, it goes fast, don't it? Right. Wow. Um, but we've got some great incentives, some great programs are coming from the manufacturers right now. I know Kia's got uh, a couple different vehicles that are lease offers under uh, 300 bucks a month right now. Um, just go to gomontros.com. You can see all of our dealership franchises across Northeast Ohio and Western Pennsylvania. And uh, check it out. Let Sweet. us know. We also like your new commercial, Ron. <laughs> hey, I, got, I, got I knew you was going to hit it with that. Yeah. I knew. <laughs> he's got a he's got a football in his hand, and, yep. and, and, and I like it. What at the end? What is he? What was that? Uh, at the uh, end, what you guys always say? Yeah, you got a friend at Montrose. Our, <laughs> one of my partners, the guy that runs the stores out in Ashtabula. He he likes to steal my line. Okay, sure. And Todd does that consistently, <laughs> and it's kind of a theme, especially out in the Ashtabula market. Uh, everybody knows who Todd is. Yes. And uh, born and raised out there. But, yeah, he just busts right through, and he always steals it. Can you hit that line for us? Yeah. Everybody knows you've got a friend at Montrose. My man. Thank my you man. so much. We're going to take another break. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to the Hanford Dixon Show. I'm Gabriella Cruz alongside the top dog. We had two great guests once again. Always nice to hear from JT of Montrose Auto Group. And Frank is so funny, isn't he? He is. He's a, he's a weird he's bird. He's a Love nut. Him. Yeah. I mean, you're right. He is a nut. I mean, he comes Even on. His sunglasses, what? like he's so committed to the bit. I was waiting on you to ask him about that. Uh, was he outside? Was there sun? And we know How there's many, not. Was it too many Christmas sales for him? He, like we don't know. He I think it's just his vibe, though. No, he won't tell you. But I guarantee you he had a few. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, that was so funny. You missed something though. He almost let slip. I won't tell you anybody about it. But it was <laughs> funny. I was, I was laughing. I said, "Big dog, you clean that one up real good." <laughs> He just laughed when he was talking about the uh, uh, security. Yeah. On, on the oh, road so you, you. Don't worry, guys. I, it didn't go over my head. You, you, you crazy guys. You crazy fellas. Hey, I want to ask you about the AFC North since you chatted so much during. Who would have thought you were just Miss Chatty Cathy on your own show today? We're running out of time. But quickly, tell me what you think of the AFC North. You know what? It's still, you know, we, we talked about it at the beginning of the year as being one of the strongest divisions in the National Football League. And it's still proven to be that way because uh, if uh, the season um, 
if the playoffs started right now today, all four teams would be in the playoffs. All four of them. And uh, But obviously the uh, jewel of the AFC North is the Baltimore Ravens right now. They are a gap. I mean, obviously 10-3 and three right now. Yeah. And they're playing extremely well. I mean, they uh, won yesterday. Yeah, again. yeah. They well, we can get him anytime. He doesn't have a choice. So come <laughs> on, when we call him, when we want him, he better be there. But Gab, they play, and and the Rams right now are playing good football. I mean, they're they're a good football team, and they pushed the Ravens to the uh, limit yesterday, and uh, the Ravens finally pulled it off um, in overtime uh, with a punt return touchdown that they won, and then uh, Gab, right when we thought the Cincinnati Bengals were dead. Joe Burrow is hurt. He's out. And uh, they are just all of a sudden they're coming back and they're winning and they're winning uh, convincingly. I mean, they beat the Colts and the Colts had something to play for because the Colts are right there uh, tied for second in the AFC, AFC South with the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars being the top team there. And the Colts are tied with Houston. So this was a bit that was a big, big game yesterday for them. And they lost the Cincinnati Bengals beat them and uh, obviously we know the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, they played and they lost on Thursday night football uh, Pittsburgh need to get it together for their sake uh, it doesn't bother me with them losing I mean it doesn't hurt my feelings uh, <laughs> let's just uh, all I care about is that orange and brown and we just keep winning and and we just uh, keep it going keep it going in yes. that AFC North but the AFC North is a tough tough division and, We're competitive. and, and it's competitive and it's very very very, very strong uh, uh, division. All right. I know this was a little more brief of a segment, but we got to take one more break so we can get out of here. Thanks so much for watching the Hanford Dixon Show. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Hanford Dixon Show. I'm Gabriella Cruz. We got all of our bases covered today, I think, Hanford. What did we chat about now? You want to give your input uh, as we wrap up here on Kevin Stefanski? We really didn't talk about him too much, but what are your thoughts on him? How much credit does he deserve for this Browns win? You know, I, I think he deserves all the credit. I mean, um, because he is the head man. I mean, everything goes through him. Uh, sure, I'm not happy with some of his play calls <laughs> at, uh, at certain times of the ball in the ball game, but uh, I think Stefanski's done a really really good job with this football team um, when you look at everything that has happened with all the different quarterbacks that he's had to uh, go through and and uh, but he he's put together this team and I'm t him and uh, Barry and the defense I'm telling you the defense has just been awesome we just got to get them to play uh, on the road yes really really well but uh, I give St Kevin Stefanski uh uh, a passing grade right now. All right. He, well, he, he's he's playing pretty well. And we look ahead to the Bears. What do you expect of the outcome of this game? Who's going to have to really have a great game for us to get another dub? Well, you know what's crazy? Because um, initially, looking at the schedule, the way the Bears have been playing uh, before lately, we thought that was just going to be a win uh, for us. But now, all of a sudden, they're playing uh, extremely well. This football team, Justin Fields, has got new life over there. So uh, this is not going to be an easy game. But the good thing about it, we're playing them at home. So, uh, But I still feel good about our chances. Uh, we have a quarterback right now uh, in Flacco. And uh, the, we're playing them at home, so the defense is going to play lights out. They're going to play extremely well. So uh, I think we, uh, I think we're going to be okay. I think we'll um, end this ball game uh, with uh, nine wins. So that's what I'm hoping. And I have to tell you this: you better start. Uh, I really know you could sing. I gave you. Uh, I've been giving oh, you a hard no. time about Here your he singing. Here goes again. So my birthday is. Uh, 
Christmas Day. I know you and so, Jesus himself. So you That's better where you got your complex. So you better start practicing right now because okay. you I want you on the air. Mm-hmm. You gonna sing happy birthday to the top dog. Happy so you go <laughs> So you get it together and, 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 uh, and, and get it going for me, Gab. Okay, we'll do. We got to get out of here. Thank you so much for watching the Hanford Dixon Show. We'll <laughs> see you next week. <laughs>